everyone. Welcome to There's a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Each week, I talk about the difficult situations we face by peeling back the layers of politics, education, and culture. Today is April 19th, 2022. I know some things that I'm about to talk about might be irrelevant pretty much um, because I'm in a two-week increment. However, since then, um, Judge Jackson has been appointed to the Supreme Court. As expected, it was based on party lines, although I think three Republicans did cross over so that the Democrats could solidify her, along with Joe Manchin, so pretty much they had the votes, even without the Republicans, but pretty much it went across party lines. And of course, you know, the Republicans gave bullshit excuses as to why they just didn't want to vote for her instead of just saying that we just going to stay ignorant with our constituents and show that we are with the concept of being in the party of Trump and still trying to stay in his good graces and whatnot. But um, I guess my thing is this with Judge Jackson being a Supreme Court, because, you know, with her appointment, it's still a six to three majority for the um, conservatives. So the real question is, what is going to change? I mean, really, What's going to change that Judge Jackson is a Supreme Court justice? I mean, one of the things I do think is probably more notable. Yes, she is the first black woman. But what people fail to realize, and I didn't know this for myself, she is the first public defender ever to be the on the Supreme Court, which is probably, like I said, that's probably more detrimental than um, her being a black woman. Because when you look at it from that point of view, a public defender versus a prosecutor, most public defenders don't usually go after individuals or select cases to win like a prosecutor does. Most prosecutors that get that reputation of being hard-nosed and, you know, have a track record of, you know, getting convictions, those are the ones that usually use that record and go on to run for some type of political office. So a public defender is basically what it is. They're a public defender. A court-appointed attorney, I mean, the reality is that they are going to defend anybody versus the prosecutor's job is to really get a conviction and have a person put in jail. A defender, pretty much, like I said, you're defending people. In 
I guess in the legal terms, unless you are a private sector lawyer, then you become a defender, you know, of your client. You know, it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what the evidence is. Pretty much if you get paid, you're going to do everything you can to make sure that person is found not guilty. But when you're a public defender, pretty much, you know, you're working on the dime of that state or county, whatever. So that's that's interesting that a Supreme Court justice is a public defender. That's, you know, just that's that's kind of like mind boggling. Now, let's not get too happy with this because it's I guess I don't want to sound ungrateful because this was a campaign promise that President Biden made to, again, appease black people. And I guess it's one of the few promises that he actually was able to deliver. But again, what does it do? What does it do? You still got no police reform. You still got no um, Voting Rights Act. These things are very detrimental. If you ask me if I had to trade Judge Jackson for the other two laws, I would even think Judge Jackson would say, I'll step down. If it means getting these two laws passed or even an infrastructure bill that will help with jobs for everybody. So my thing is, unless unless the Democrats are going to do something like expanding the Supreme Court. I really don't know what 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 they got, what they what can they do? What good is this when you think of a six to three majority by the conservatives and some of these justices are not even 60 years old yet. If anything that I thought was the smartest thing that George W. Bush ever did was when he appointed two Supreme Court justices at the age of 50, 50 and 51. John Roberts, I think, was 50. And on top of that, made him chief justice. See, that, now that in itself, that's strategic. Yes, a lot of people are going to argue that, you know, a judge at 50 years old don't have the experience, don't have the time on the bench to be qualified by this. But if the president has the backing from his party, he can do it. And he did it. And then... You know, Donald Trump took a page right out of um, President Bush's book, and he appointed with two two more individuals to the Supreme Court that were pretty much young. So you're talking about if a Supreme Court is for life, you're thinking on average, on average, you're talking about 25, 30 years that these these four, what is it? One, two, three, four individuals. Out of that six, they're going to be ruling. So even that four. And let's 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 be real. Let's be real. 
the Democrats are more than likely they're going to lose the House. They possibly can lose the Senate. So, of course, the next two years for Joe Biden administration, it's going to be almost like a lame duck. Chances are they're going to lose the White House. Now, who's going to fill that up? Only thing that I think could happen is if they just put a bigger clown on the stage and try to appease all of the Trump supporters and get up there and just start saying stupid stuff that an intelligent, bold Democrat, which I do not know who that can be, because I really honestly, Vice President Harris, I don't think she can weather that storm. Um, off the top of my head, who else is out there? Uh, Hillary Clinton can't run again. People will lose their mind if she get back up there. But right off the top of my head, who's there? Who is there for the Democrat Party? What governor is just a standout? What, I don't know, uh, I don't know of anybody. There's no senators in the Democrat Party because nothing, you know, who, who really can run for the Democrat nomination for president of the United States? And let's be real. It is obvious Joe Biden is going to run for reelection. So it would be really suicidal for another individual to get up there and run against a sitting president. I mean, if it happened, then you're probably gonna get the same result that we had back in, what was that, 1980, when Jimmy Carter ran for re-election and Ted Kennedy ran against him and Jimmy Carter was the sitting president and trying to, you know, combat Ronald Reagan. It's just, you, you, you just, you, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Either way, I think, in my opinion, the Democrats are dead in the water. It has to be, it has to be everything for the Nat. Ah, gosh. I really, if, if they lose the House and the Senate, then you're not going to get any type of voting rights bill. You're not going to get any police reform. That stuff is gone. It's just, it's, it's done. I mean, you're going to get vetoes. The Republicans might put something out there, but it's not going to be fully because they're not stupid. They know that if they make it easier for individuals to vote, and when I say easier, you know, things like polls opening on Sunday, handing people water, you know, you know, doing humane stuff, like giving them a chair, you know, things that make it easier in terms of just comfort. These things, it's, they're not going to do that because they know that benefits one party. It's sad that Democrats have to be treated this way, I guess be pampered, to vote, whereas, you know, it, it used to be a saying, if it's going to rain or we're going to lose because 
that's going to deter voters from the Democrats, whereas Republicans, you know, they're going to weather the storm. And I don't I never understood why is that a thing with Democrats versus not with Republicans? Why is it that Republican voters are more eager to express their rights as a voter and don't care about voting on Sunday or whether or not somebody give them water or be able to pass out? I know, you know, Joy, they pass out sandwiches and all the good stuff. I mean, I said they had meals and I mean, all types of them lines belong. But I, I hate to believe that if they didn't do this, this would deter people from coming. I don't, you know, you know, the lines are going to be long. So why not bring your own water, bring your own snacks? Nothing says you can't do that. I just I don't I don't get it. And we keep saying. They're going to take away our rights to vote. No, they can't take away your rights to vote. They really can't make it harder to vote. Now, some of these small counties where they can shut down buildings and make it one location, things of that nature. Yes, they can do stuff like that. But I just. And, you know, this, you know, not to get off on the tangent of this is why it is important. To vote in local election again. This is a Democrat problem. They don't vote on the local level. It makes me sick when I hear a Democrat say, well, I don't vote in small elections. What the fuck? Every election is important, especially on the local election. Election, excuse me. School board election, county commissioner. All of these, they, they, they start at the foundation and they rise all the way up to the top. It's the people on the local level, state level. These are the ones that are doing the gerrymandering. These are the ones that are putting in the voting restrictions. It's, it's, it's like, particularly black people, we wait for the federal government to step in to handle issues that the states are doing when all we got to do is exercise the rights to vote in those state elections. This is in Georgia. There is no reason why Georgia is a Republican controlled state. And I know people love to say that dumb shit. Georgia is a blue state because they sent two Democrat senators to Washington. It's bullshit. That doesn't make the state blue. Two individuals, yes, they are United States senators, and it did help the Senate take the majority. But right now, if the election was tomorrow, Raphael Warnock would probably be going home. That's a fact. That is a fact. And that should not be so with the black and white demographics in the state of Georgia. There should not be any reason, any reason that anything in Georgia politically 
should be controlled by the Republicans. And I remember when I moved here, Georgia at that time, that was blue. Senators, House of Representatives, state. The state was controlled by the Democrats. And everything just changed. And I, you know, I really don't know, I don't know if it was 9-11. I don't know what really changed that made Georgia turn. I have no idea. Ever since Roy Barnes, when Roy Barnes tampered with that flag, and pretty much it cost him his second term, Georgia went straight from blue to um, blood red. So I don't know. I guess fucking with that Confederate flag, it, I guess the sons of Confederates weren't bullshitting when they said, this it, we got you. But see, talking that noise, but that shouldn't have stopped the Democrat voters, black voters, from coming out. The numbers didn't change. There were no voter restrictions back then. But for some reason, what all, and all they did was galvanize more white, angry voters. But I still believe that with more angry white voters, it don't outnumber Democratic black voters and Democratic thinking white voters. There's no way you're going to tell me that there are more Republican, Confederate, racist-minded people in the state of Georgia. I just, I, I won't believe that. But I believe that when they got riled up and their representatives got them organized, because see, when we hear the word grassroots, we think of Democrats. We think of the knocking on the doors and the protesting and the speeches and all this type that Democrats have been known, you know, stomp the stomping and all that type of stuff. No, Republicans do that same shit. They do the exact same things. And when they get riled up, because you got to realize there are a lot of Republicans that truly believe that the election was stolen. You think about it. Governor Kemp, he's up for re-election. He was hand in hand with Donald Trump. He had legislation that wasn't even for the welfare of the Georgia citizens. It was for the welfare of the president of the United States. There were things that Kemp was not doing because he was trying to appease the White House, the Trump White House, over the citizens of Georgia. Then when he sided, Kemp sided with the attorney general and would not give Trump the votes, I can't think of the number, but I can't think of the term, but he needed that. And Trump asked him to turn it over. They got proof. He actually says, I need this. 
Can y'all give me this? Attorney General said no. And Kemp, not wanting to look weaker, he sided with the Attorney General. If it was left up to Kemp, I believe in my heart, he probably would have gave Trump those votes. He's like, okay, I can't, I, I've gone too far. I'm bending and bending and bending. If I do this, I'm a break. And look at what happened. Now Trump is backing David Perdue, who done held every elected position from senator to state janitor. Now he's running for governor and he's endorsed by Donald Trump. And, you know, I think Trump really don't care about Stacey Abrams. I think he just want to get back at Kim. I think his goal is to help Purdue beat Kemp in the primaries, and he's going to be done. I guarantee he's going to stump hard for Purdue, and once that primary is over, he's probably going to pull back. Yeah, he'll pop up every now and then. But, I mean, what skin, unless, unless, unless Trump is going to run for president, then he would need Georgia in his back pocket. Then you will see him stomping hard. And that's how you're going to know whether or not Donald Trump is going to run. Mark my word. When Purdue beats Kemp and Trump starts stomping for Purdue hard against Stacey Abrams, then that'll give you the clear sign that Donald Trump is going to run for re-election. We'll see what you see. Um, again, I know this is probably like, what, two, two, three, four weeks now. Will Smith, you know, just to get current on that situation. The Oscars banned him for 10 years. You know, it's, it just it, it blows my mind, especially especially with my people. When they say, oh, my God, 10 years, Will Smith, you know. What's he going to do? It's like, do people not realize that, first of all, up to this point, Will Smith was paid about $20 million a movie. And he's been in that category probably for the last several years, probably for the last several movies, whether they were good or bad, blockbusters or duds, $20 million a movie. Okay. Do people not realize that the Oscar that he got for his portrayal of Richard Williams, that movie, he not only was the executive producer, that means he put up all the money, he set up all the casting. He had, yeah, he had um, consultants, including the Williams sisters, but Will Smith was in charge of everything about this movie. And also, he found the distributors. He found the movie theaters. Once it was taken out of the movie theater, he had the distributors, HBO, whoever else. That was all Will Smith. Meaning that that Oscar that he won was for a movie that he made. 
a movie that he put together. So you don't think that Will Smith can do this again? Yeah, I get it. He can give the performance of a lifetime. And he may not win the Oscar. He can, he can make 10 movies over the next 10 years that are Oscar worthy. And he might not win the Oscar. But don't mean that he won't get the um, a Tony Award or no Tony Award? Excuse me, that's Broadway. What's the other one? Um, the Sat? Was it Sat? I can't think of it. But it's it's an award that's really right below the Oscars. Pretty much, most people that win Best Actor for that award usually wins the Oscars. I mean, and then of course, you know, you got his own people. Got the NAACP Awards and all the BET Awards. But I'm thinking. Will Smith not only is going to continue on, I don't think he's really going to lose real revenue. I know that there's some movie outlets or like, um, I don't know, like I, I don't know them by name, but I guess I'll just use Netflix or HBO or Hulu. You know, there's some of them that are saying that they are not going to show any movie with him in it. And, you know, that's their choice. I know it's not Hulu, because I'm looking at something on Hulu now, and I saw um, a Will Smith movie pop up. It's an old movie, but it did pop up, so I guess they're not getting rid of all Will Smith movies. But it's just, this is another entity that's trying to, thinking that they can hurt somebody, put somebody in their place. The only thing I would say to somebody like Will Smith, if he chose to listen to me, remember Bill Cosby. Remember Michael Jackson. Remember Prince. Each of these individuals, they went beyond their emancipation proclamation, invisible line. And I know some of you are saying, well, Bill Cosby, dear. He was drugging women, stuff like that. Yeah, well, Bill Cosby been doing that since the 1800s, and nobody ever said anything. Now, all of a sudden, Bill Cosby dirt come out. But you don't think it wasn't until Bill Cosby was in the hunt of trying to buy NBC? You know, think about it. When Michael Jackson was buying, collecting up the masters of major record artists. I mean, come on. You know, Prince, Prince did the smart thing. He went underground. He refused to play with Warner Brothers. He changed his name. You know, people thought it was arrogant that he changed his name to the symbol then to the artist formerly known as Prince because he was still trying to sell. He wanted to get out of his contract. He wanted to have his own record label, not be attached to a record label. He wanted his own record label. And he had to sacrifice pretty much all his stuff to make this happen. But see, of course, 
we as a people, we don't do research. We don't look past the length of our arms. So when people say things like, you know, poor Will Smith, he's banned from the Oscars for 10 years, you know, really? Will Smith is gonna probably produce some major movies because he's probably gonna be so perfect. I mean, this, I don't know if this was his first directed movie. I don't know if this was the first movie that he put up the funding. And by the way, you're gonna see a lot of actors, actors that you've never heard directing and distributing. Creed 3, that's being directed by Michael B. Jordan. There are a number of movies, projects that are coming out because we have all of these distributors. See, when I grew up, we had three channels. Then there was HBO. HBO was the only one. And HBO, they could say yes or no, and they didn't have to worry about putting on controversial content. Then there was Cinemax and um, Showtime. And they pretty much, they were what HBO left over. But again, those three. Now you got all of these distributed. And the biggest thing, you got YouTube. People will put YouTube movies on. You can sit just like, it's no different than doing a podcast. You speak forever, how long you want to vent, express your views and opinion, and you put it out there. Think about it. I am a producer. I pay for this. I am the executive producer. And because I'm not under any type of contract, not yet, hope one day somebody picked this up, but right now I'm a free agent. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, it's distributed to the major podcasting outlets, but still, this is this is the future. So just the same with podcasting, it's the same thing with making movies. It's going to be the same way with music. It, it really, it already is. There are so many underground musicians. That's why, again, YouTube, when I say go to YouTube, and just listen for all these different type of new artists that you never heard of. It's amazing what is out there. It's amazing what movies are out there that you just, you it's, it's, it's endless as to the creativity. So you thinking somebody with Will Smith name, his credentials, it's it's sad that it probably took this for Will Smith for him to now probably really dig deep into his creativity. But I believe I'm willing to bet in the next 10 years, Will Smith is going to produce some smoking shit. You know, it, it, it was always the tradition when, you know, there was an artist. Y'all might have heard of his name. R. Kelly, but it never fell 
every time he had some type of controversy, he the albums or the music, when everything was good, they could be kind of a little, you know, bump and grind, kind of raunchy. But when he had to clean it up, when he had to tarnish off that halo, or at least straighten it up, that music that he produced, oh, that was some of the best love songs on the planet. Because, you know, and I don't know if he just holds back or I don't know if it's when he's in trouble, his creativity juices just start flowing harder. But I mean, you look at his history, anytime there was controversy with him, that record that followed up, now I don't know if he can clean this up, but I'm willing to bet that next R. Kelly album, after this situation, even if he got a recording from jail, I bet that album's going to be fire. That's probably going to be the best love songs. They put, they put that album out, the population going to grow. Because he, he has that ability. It's the same thing. When you back a person up like that, put them in the corner, and they got something to prove, oh, shit. The only thing about a, the average human being, it's hard to maintain that. It's like being a boxer that's hungry and you fighting for your family, you fighting for your house. But when you finally make it and now the millions are coming in and you got to maintain that same hunger, I, you know, I, it's like those old Rocky movies. When he didn't have nothing and he was fighting for everything, and then once he got rich and had to fight Mr. T, Mr. T put something on his ass, and Apollo said, you lost that fire. You had that eye of the tiger. That's what everything. That's what every. That's why every day you got to find something, someone other than yourself that you're doing this for. Because if you living nice, eating good, it's hard for you to keep that fire in your belly. Some people can do it. Some people, I mean, you, you take Jeff Bezos, richest man in the world, lost half his shit. He's still the richest man in the world. What? can this guy do when he started a book company called Amazon and it is now Amazon? What do he do to keep that fire? So now, you know, his new project is going into space, but is that really, that is that really a passion? Is that, does he have the same tenacity, the same drive, you know, um, Elon Musk, same thing. It's like you've you've made it. How do you keep that drive? It's like it's like a rookie in the NFL. 
You train, you train, you train. An undrafted rookie, you make the team, you're on the practice squad. Then you get called up to the main team. Injuries or whatever, you become a starter. First two years, three years, you working hard. Boom. You're a running back. You break a thousand yards. Still on a basic contract. Now you hungry. The next year, you starting 16 games, 18, 17 games now, excuse me. And you killing it. Now you sign this multi-million dollar contract, highest paid in your position. How do you keep that same drive? It's hard. And most times you see, you see a lot of players. They don't do that. You know, yeah, it could be, it could be the wear and tear. And it never, it never fell. Usually the wear and tear starts when them pockets get heavy. And some people just have the passion. They want to win. They want that championship. Yeah, I got this money, but I still want to win. It is hard to do that, but I'm willing to believe the best thing from an entertainer and creativity point of view was that the Oscars banned Will Smith. And I'm willing to bet for the next 10 years, you're going to see something. How how great would it be if Will Smith make a movie for his children and his children win an Oscar? Or Will Smith make a movie and the actors or actresses in the movie are nominated for Oscars or win the Oscars? Because this is Will Smith. The person is banned from the Oscar. Meaning that if Will Smith made a movie and he I guess he can't be nominated. I'm assuming that's what they're saying. Well, is the movie that has Will Smith's name on it, would that be banned also? That's, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how this works, but I don't think so. It's just, I really want to know how this works. But when I hear people say, oh my God, poor Will Smith. Really? Come on now. Last but not least, just to go over this thing that um, was stated by Cam Newton, um, just out of curiosity, not to sound ignorant or nothing like that, but what is a boss bitch versus a bad bitch? I, I don't get it. Is Are they talking about women on social media, like Instagram, like the models or whatnot? And, you know, when he said they... He want a woman that can't that can cook. And of course, a lot of women got upset. Because, you know, I, you know, I hear a lot of women saying, oh, I can't cook. First of all, that's the most ignorant statement. First of all, if you can read, you can cook. Now, if you just saying you don't want to cook or you don't like to cook, that's one thing. But don't say you can't cook. Because everybody can cook. If you can read, you can cook. You ain't even got to really read anymore. All you got to do is say, hey, device. I don't want to yell the name out because I got them all around me. 
or go to YouTube and you could play the video and they'll lay the ingredients out for you. You can find anything you want to cook under the sun and get it off YouTube. I use it all the time. I use it all the time. So when I hear people say, you know, they upset that he made this statement. I mean, I don't get it. But I just always want to know, what is a boss bitch? Is this, is this like saying nigger? Is it one of those words that only a group of people can use? I guess. I guess a man can't go up to a woman and say, oh, you a boss bitch or you a bad bitch. I guess that would be sexist or derogatory. So, I mean, I'm just curious. I would love to get some feedback on that. Um, well, with that said, again, please, please, please. I would love to hear your comments, express your opinions, your agreements, your disagreements. Please follow me on the social medias that are connected to this podcast. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on all of them. You can find this podcast on all of the major podcast distributors. Until next time, God bless. I know they lift the ban on masks in the airports and on airplanes, but still stay safe. I still say, you should wear your mask. Probably need to get used to the fact that you're probably going to wear the mask for the rest of your life. Now, don't be one of these people that wear their mask while they're in their car or outside. You know, that, that looks, uh, I, I got to say, that looks fucking stupid. But, hey, to each his own. But it still looks fucking stupid. But anyway, until next time, take care. God bless. Alright guys, thanks for listening to There's a System to This Madness podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe. To continue the discussion that we had today, make sure to check out our Facebook page. See y'all next week.